Rain caused some havoc last night, but sometimes that just happens when you're in the dog days of summer. It's Wednesday, August 11th. The boys are trying to get back on track tonight. We're coming off a one and three night on official picks. Unfortunately, the nerfy actually counts against us because they just suspended the game in the first inning instead of actually canceling it and playing a doubleheader. I, I don't even know what that's about. I'm Steve Armato, back with Steve Inman. Now, before we get into anything, Steve, here, I want to talk about these. So these Pensacola Blue Wahoos, they have these uniforms called the Crabzilla. Um, and it, it doesn't seem that bad until, like, you look at the pants, and they actually have the crab eyes, like, on the butt here. So it's like, what, what are we doing with these? What, what minor league, I feel like the minor leagues are getting out of control here. So what, what do you think about these uniforms, and uh, what's, what, what's minor league baseball doing these days? What's going on? Steve, my friend, I love it. I think this is awesome, and they're, they're embracing the fact that these are, like, the ugliest uniforms you've ever seen. They're bright orange. They have a crab on the butt. But you look around and you read that article from MLB.com about it, and the players like it. They're excited. You know, their director of communications, Daniel Venn, basically says, quote, our players are so excited they think they're going to be on SportsCenter. And for a group of guys whose dream is to make the big leagues, they make less than minimum wage, 90% of them are not going to get from double A to the big leagues, right? This is their opportunity to get their 15 minutes of fame. And I would not take that away from them. If they embrace the thing, I would think it helps ticket sales. The idea you're going to see these crazy things. What's what's the harm in it? Like they're like, no one's saying they're not ugly. They are ugly. The they are ugly. embracing their ugly. They made a whole video about Crabzilla. Like they know it. The, so it's just fun. I will say this: the Crabzilla video was kind of hilarious. Yeah, because they did a thing with like bad uniforms, right? They they started it with like the bad uniforms of like. I don't even know why they had the Vancouver Grizzlies unis on there as like bad uniforms. I thought those were sick, but like the old creamsicle bucks uniforms, those like Steelers that the, the uniforms, I don't even know what those are. The, the, the horizontal lines that they have ones in there, the, the, were the Vancouver Grizzlies with the the teal. I like those. Yeah. I like those, but like I, they had, it was kind of funny. And then they had like a video of like a giant, the, they had the, the shot of the giant crab on top of like the building. It was it was kind of hilarious. I just am not um, the the butt the the eyes on the butt is like is a little weird. Oh, it's super weird. It's it's super weird, and it's funny because if you read the article, they talk about how they had him on the chest, right? And then they were like, no, 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 go lower, go lower, go lower. Like it was just it was supposed to be like this, and they're like the uniform designers, are like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? But that's what minor league baseball is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something different. It's supposed to be quirky. And a lot of teams are doing stuff like this. I think the Blue Wahoos just took it a step further, which I think is great. They definitely, they definitely did. I think it's it's good. Like any press is is good press. So I think in in that department, they're doing something right. Maybe they sell some extra tickets. Right. And to me, as as long as you have the players on board, go as crazy as you want. And these players are all cool with it. Yeah. All right, so there you go. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I just want to see them in action. They're going to wear them tonight. So we'll, 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 see, we'll see what that is. Maybe I'll just buy a Crabzilla jersey. It says Crabzilla across the jersey. It's, it's hilarious. They said they were giving them away as like for like 
weddings and stuff, you got a wedding coming up. Maybe we'll have to get you a gift. We might, maybe. That's it. The Krebzilla jersey for my wedding. That's perfect right there. All right. Let's get into it now. We got to get back on track tonight, Steve. You you hit the A's. That was the only thing we hit last night. Um, what do you got going on today, best bet, as we begin looking into today's games? Yeah. The frustrating thing about our streak right now is it feels like we're a day short. So like yep. the guys that we pick the homer, don't homer that night, they homer the next day. So I'm going to do what you did yesterday. I'm going to take the Phillies. I like Kyle Gibson. He's having a career year. He's facing David Price, who has been pretty okay for the Dodgers, but he's not fully stretched out. I think Gibson's going to give them length, and staying away from that Philly bullpen is how they win games. They're at home, and you can get them at plus 120. So I like uh, the Phillies' money line. So here's why I like that. The Phillies – to destroy lefties for some some reason. They hit lefties very well. Um, I mean, lately they've been hitting everybody well, except for last night. Um, but they hit lefties pretty well, and uh, they're at home, which is in the in the band box. Gibson's a ground ball pitcher. Mookie Betts is – I think Mookie Betts is hurt right now. Justin Turner is out for the series. So it looks like things are pointing Phillies tonight. So – I like where your head's at there. Um, My only concern with it is you mentioned the Phillies do hit lefties. Yes, they do. But one of their big lefty hitters is Reese Hoskins, who just went on the IL. So that's a concern. But I think that might be also why you're getting this money line at plus 120. Yeah. And the 120 in this situation is is more – is a, to me, it's a Phillies line more than it is a Dodgers yeah. line, even, if the, even though they're at home and everything. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to go out – west right now with mine the blue jays playing the angels tonight so i'm doing blue jays first five team total over two and a half that's at minus 120 i'm gonna fade dylan bundy again so this didn't work out last time against the rangers but if we're gonna be honest the rangers lineup is not the blue jays the blue jays mash the blue jays are a much better team it's just not a good sp for for Dylan Bundy tonight. And he's come off a good start, which means he's due for a blow-up. So I, I think the, the Blue Jays are hot right now. I think their offense can carry them. And I love them to score three runs in the first five innings tonight. So at minus 120, let's do that. Yeah, I think that works. I I don't really have any arguments against it. I mean, they could they could score three in the first inning. They get yeah. a three-run homer and the, you're there. So yeah. um, All right, so now underdogs. These are always fun. Um, who do you got? So I don't think I'd be doing this one if we didn't have our, our cold streak right now, but I'm just going to get crazy with it. I'm taking the Miami Marlins. They're in San Diego. It's one of the most risky bets I've ever made on this show, and it gets riskier, right? Sandy Alcantara in his last start gave up 10 runs in course, okay? But it's course. He's a ground ball guy. I'm just throwing that away. That doesn't really translate. His five starts before that, he had a 3-1-2 ERA. The Padres are still missing Fernando Tatis Jr., and they're five and three since they lost Tatis, but like they're playing teams like the Rockies and the Marlins. So I kind of like the Marlins here. It's a it's a sneaky play, and I think it really could work. Sometimes the sneaky ones um, are the ones that <clears throat> that get you. So <clears throat> I don't I don't hate this, and I like Alcantara. I know he gave up ten runs his last time out, but what I'm going to do for you is I'll sit him on my fantasy bench, and he'll throw a gem. So yeah. that that's usually what happens. Um, 
And now one's at plus 140 on DraftKings, by the way. And plus 140 is kind of a Marlins line there, too, yeah. if you're really going to think about it. And especially facing Ryan Weathers. That's not a guy who I expect to go six scoreless innings either, despite the Marlins offense. So I, I think this is the way to go. I, I like that. I, I would expect a low-scoring game yes. on this one. Um, just because the Marlins, they don't score a ton of runs. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Also, before I get into mine here, like, what do you think about – is this true? Thinking about moving Tatis to the field, like, yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to talk to you about this. This is weird because they believe his shoulder keeps popping out, diving for ground balls, and I don't really get the idea of him moving to center field. He's still going to be diving. He's still going to be drumming in the walls. I think he's probably equally as in danger out in the outfield than he is at shortstop. They just believe he'll see less opportunities, which means less of a chance he'll hurt that shoulder again. I don't love it. He's a, to me, a guy who is having trouble with his throws right now. He's leading the league in errors. That's not really something where I'd want to have him learn a new position and then go back and learn shortstop next year. I just think it's too big of a risk for your three hundred and forty million dollar man. Right. He's also like what twenty three, twenty two years old, twenty two years old. Like he's got a lot of baseball ahead of him. Let him get healthy. Let him. I look. Let him get healthy. And put him back at shortstop. I don't. I don't love the idea at all of him going. Right, and they're making it sound like this is just for this year, which makes it even more confusing because you're gonna make him learn this new position and then have to readjust to shortstop. I would just tell him, don't dive for balls. (laughs) Don't go back to short. Don't dive. If if your range suffers from it, we don't care. We just need your bat healthy for the rest of the year. But having him learn a new position, I don't think solves the problem. No, it doesn't. I mean, they it, it doesn't solve anything to me. Um, and like you said, it, he I think he's more he's more um, likely to get hurt in the outfield. Just imagine him smacking into a wall and hurting that shoulder, and then he's out for part of next year too. Like this right. seems like such a big risk for a team that's like just hanging on to that last wild card spot right now. I don't like this at all. No, I'm with you there. Um, so all right, so now my underdog here. Um, I love bad baseball. This is bad baseball right here. I'm going Orioles, first five money line, minus 105 against the Tigers. Um, so this one features Tariq Skubal against Matt Harvey. And at first glance, you're probably going to say, oh, Matt Harvey's pitching. You should, you should pick the Tigers. Yeah, not really. So for one, Matt Harvey's been like really good over his last four starts. Um, I don't know if you've, if anyone, people like, I think people stop paying attention and they're just like, oh, Matt Harvey's like one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. He's not right now. He's been pretty good. That's one. Two, Tariq Skubal's a lefty. He's been pretty bad. And the Orioles literally only hit lefties. Their OPS, they have a hundred points higher OPS against lefties this year than they do against righties. And they hit a lot better at home. So I like the Orioles' first five on the money line tonight against the Tigers. I think this is a this is just a play where you're looking at numbers and the numbers say Orioles. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't love this at all. I mean, he's Matt Harvey has been much better in his last month, right? But he lowered his ERA to six one three. So Look, he's I know lowered his ERA to over six. So he's still one of the worst pitchers in baseball. He doesn't strike anyone out. He's got 70 strikeouts in about 100 innings. And you look at the stretch he's on right now, his best baseball in probably five years, right? In his 22 innings, 
He's got an 081 ERA. He struck out 12 in 22 in the third innings. So to me, he's doing this on smoke and mirrors. Does that keep going? It very well could. But to me, it's more of a let's just try something than believing in Matt Harvey. Look, he might have found something trying to pitch the contact as opposed to trying to strike people out because he only throws 92 miles an hour now and he doesn't throw 98 anymore. It's possible. So, so maybe he found something. So I – look, I'm basing this off of – I do I think Matt Harvey's going to throw six shutout innings tonight? No, I'm not counting on that. But Tariq Skubal hasn't been good, and the Orioles destroy lefties. And I'm expecting the Orioles to outscore the Tigers in the first five innings tonight. Right, That's I think it comes down to that. I just wouldn't frame it as I believe in Matt Harvey because of his scoreless streak. Because No, I don't I – don't, necessarily believe in him but he's been better so like sometimes these guys find something that yeah. that they learn how to get people out like he's not trying to strike people out anymore because he can't he throws 90 he throws 92 now he's a me he has a mediocre major league fastball so yeah. he's found something pitching to contact here yeah so, i i just see this as a high scoring game and you can make the point that you know the orioles slug lefties and they could hit Scooble harder than the Tigers can hit Harvey. I don't think that's crazy to say. It's, you know, Scooble, I like his stuff. I think long-term he's a guy you're going to want to have around, but I don't really think of him as a guy who can shut down an offense like Baltimore right now. So I don't think this is crazy. I just would be very cautious with the Matt Harvey praise because he's due for an eight-run outing at some point. I mean, his last outing he gave up a few runs to the Yankees, but – and I, I don't think the Tigers are the Yankees either. I mean, so I, I just, you know, we're we're going on, we're going on numbers here. The numbers say you take the Orioles tonight. That's really, really, it's really it. All right. So that brings us to our daily dinger. Um, who do you got going the yard today? I'm going with Eloy Jimenez in the day game. I like, you know, he's been red, red hot. He's been homering right since he came back. He's at plus two sixty. They're facing the Minnesota Twins at home at, uh, in Minnesota, and it's Bailey Ober. So I like uh, Eloy. Another another cr- another made up create a player. It's it's crazy. The Twins' whole rotation right now is just create a players, and yeah. we keep betting against them, and they keep somehow fooling us. But I don't think that happens today. No, and Eloy, I don't know, man. He's been on. He's been ripping the cover off the ball since yeah. he's back. So my God, man. Sunday night, Sunday and Monday, he hit like four home runs in two games. It was ridiculous. Let's let's keep it going. I like it. I like that pick. I'm gonna go Freddie Freeman. He's plus five fifty on points bet. It's weird that he's that he's like plus five fifty, like this juiced up against Wade Wade Miley. All he does is hit for power against Miley. So he's only got he's five for seventeen, but he's got three doubles and a home run. So four of his five hits have been for extra bases, and he's only struck out once in those seventeen at bats. So I like the juiced up odds. I'll take Freeman tonight. I'm going to try to go back-to-back on my home run props after hitting Kyle Seager yesterday. Yeah, Wade Miley's had his best year of his career, but he's still been able to get touched up by you know a solo home run here and there as a, in a 6-1 red win. So I can see that happening today where the Reds win, but he gets one little blemish on his record for Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I, I, I'm down with that. Plus 550 is like mega That's juice. Too good. Too. That's, That's too like, good not to try it. Right, exactly. So, all right, now uh, – Nerfy, you broke the streak last night, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I mean, why why are they resuming this game? Like, it went one inning. Why Just cancel it out, keep the, the six Nerfies in a row going, but that's not the way it's going to go, unfortunately. So I was deciding between this 
uh, and the Marlin game we talked about earlier, but I'm going to go Price and Gibson at plus 115. Price has been pretty good in his one-inning stints, right? He's going to get stretched out now, but I like that. I don't think the Phillies are as good offensively as we think, especially without Reese Hoskins. And we mentioned before Kyle Gibson's been so good, and I think he can shut down the Dodgers for a couple of innings. So I like that at plus 115. I'm uh, I'm, I'm liking that one. I like that. Oh, well, last night it took them four innings to score runs anyway. So you just need six outs. That's it. Also, in that game, did you see that Trey Turner slide? That's going around everywhere. That's the coolest oh, yeah, that was, that I've ever that, seen. That was smooth. That was like – That was smooth. That, that was, he looked like he was like gliding on, on water. Like it was unbelievable. And to think the Nationals just gave him away. I know. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The Dodgers just – the Dodgers – I hate them. They just, they just get so it. It's so annoying. And like they better lose Seeger now. Like let Turner be your shortstop. It, the, the idea of them having both those guys the next few years is so annoying to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I I'm I hope Seeger signs. Maybe Seeger goes to Seattle and plays with his brother. Who knows? That could be something. And it's really funny because we always thought, oh, Kyle Seeger is going to be the one to move. Maybe he goes to the Dodgers as their third baseman. He makes a lot of money. Seattle's going nowhere. Now maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, that that's it's a definite possibility. I mean, if I had a brother, if my brother was in the majors and I had the chance to go play on the same team with him, I mean, especially that, like JP Crawford stinks. Like, let's be serious. So, like, you're you're going to take Corey Seager a hundred times out of a hundred times there. And you look at the, the Seattle roster, right? Like, they're starting to build something up. They have these prospects coming up. I like Logan Gilbert. You know, Kalenic is a guy who many think is going to be a pretty big star, right? They have other guys coming up along the way. No one's really making any money on this team other than Kyle Seager. So coming out and saying, hey, we'll give Corey Seager $25 million a year and have a $120 million payroll doesn't seem that crazy to me. No, it doesn't at all. And he makes them better, yes. too. Yes. And him, maybe, you can make Crawford your utility guy. Like he's he's definitely a big leaguer. I just don't know if he's an everyday guy. And you know, you put him at short and second as backup. Corey Seager is the guy who's always hurt. You can, you know, Crawford could be your backup. That's fine. I know. I just I feel like I feel bad for Corey Seager because I feel like he gets like these these freak injuries. Yeah. Like I feel like he gets like a ninety eight mile an hour fastball to the wrist and like breaks his wrist. Yeah. You know, like I know he gets hurt and it's not knee issues. Like there's always something. There's always something with him. But like you've seen what he did in that World Series in the playoffs last year. Like he's getting his big money somewhere. Yes, he is. And I think if he makes has another like late season run, I think if he has like another like late season run and then like a little run in the playoffs, he's getting paid. Let's yeah, I think so too. And he's only 27 years old. Yeah, so he's in his prime. You're getting you're getting a guy in his prime. You're not getting a guy at like 31 that you got to pay for 10 years. You're getting a guy at 27. Maybe he gets like an eight year. Maybe he gets like an eight year deal. Yeah, the the shortstop market. We'll get to this on another show, obviously, but it's going to be way more fascinating than we thought because you can make the case that all five of the guys minus Correa are having down years. I mean, Seager's having his worst season. Like we we just hyped him up. Like Corey Seager's having his worst season in his big league career. You know, yeah. he's got he has under. 800 he's only got five home runs he's got you know 45 games under his belt so he's going to need to come up with a big big september october to get that eight-year deal but i definitely think it is possible yeah someone's going to pay him so yeah we'll see how that works all right is there anything else before we get out of here 
today. No, that's pretty much it for me. Thanks for having me on, and uh, let's get some better luck with these picks going. Let's go, of course. Thank you for joining. All right, everybody, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Those are your best bets for Wednesday, August 11th. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.